Hello and welcome to the podcast for Logicators for the uh, first pinch punch of the month. I'm joined by Harry. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about a few things, uh, mainly the fact that how could this happen to me? Uh, it's, uh, I just want to do the this song. It's becoming a recurring thing now. I just like the song, honestly. It's yeah, fair uh, play. On you know, so there we are. Anyway, apart from that, the ADL becoming too powerful. No, well, they just are too powerful. They've not become too powerful. It's been in our lifetimes. They need to be they're, ju- they're just here to make us suffer. And also, eat the meat, which um, I'm not going to spoil. That's going to be fun. So, <laughs> we'll wait for that. <laughs> oh, no. What, you don't like fun? I do like fun. All right. It's in my Twitter bio. Fun enjoyer. Is it, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I right. enjoy fun. <laughs> we shall begin. With how could this happen to me? It is a very sad day whenever you see a blue state um, have the effects of voting blue. Mm. I, I know you and me both cry very much when this happens to them. It's it's very sad. How could this happen to them? They they did everything they could. They made their mistakes, but... Yeah, do not call it a grave. It's the future you chose. And it's sincere as well. And this is obviously referring to migrants in the United States because um, the whole bustle to the blue areas thing seems to have kind of happened. And... Is it really bussing them? I think most of the... Flying them. Flying them, I suppose, because most of the migration that I'm aware of, the illegal migration seems to be just centering in California. That state is just massively overrepresentative with Mexicans. Well, it's illegal immigrants talking about legal aliens. So that's what we'll get to. But we'll start off just by promoting active measures, this being the book club, um, which is about the KGB trying to destroy America. And um, it seems the Democrats have done a worse job or at least more damage than the KGB. So there we are. Go and check that out. Otherwise, we shall begin with the news. Well, we always like to bring up the southern border encounter graph because it's just good data for any of your friends who don't seem to believe that mass illegal immigration to America is a problem. Go to the next link. I'm very sorry. I forgot I have a little box. And you can see yourself. There's a link in the notes, of course. There we are. So this is the graph. Southwest land border encounters by month. Uh, The orange line is when the orange man was in charge. Oh, okay. Uh, that blue line is the when the ghost got in charge, and uh, all the other lines are the ghost running the country now, uh, his time in office. Uh, obvious points. Um, ghost, bad at this. Orange man did a good job. Orange man, good. Uh, keeping out illegal I've heard that one before. Yeah. So, I mean, well, we have the data. So, I mean, this, I believe, was his best year in particular, but the rest of his years were obviously way better. Than and this is before he even got to properly build his wall. Yeah, that's before he even... It would have been so big, so beautiful. <laughs> Alrighty. But the, the numbers are absolutely mental, just to keep in mind. I mean, like you can see there, you know, it goes from 500k to millions. Like, oh, great. Fantastic. I think that's uh, 50k, is it not? Or is uh, that just across? Um, oh, the total is at the end. Oh, yeah, totals. Yeah. There's also the other aspects which are depressing because, of course, it's kids, it's all unaccompanied minors. It's, yeah. it's not. They're putting them in cages, Callum. The children in cages, no. Yeah, no. Uh, we can see that it's overwhelmingly single adults. And then family units who are breaking illegally because uh, you have money. I want it. Uh, give it to me. These blue states say that they will <laughs> give me money. They say they will give me sanctuary. No, but I think it's a very compelling argument from the people breaking into America illegally. Which yeah. is, um, give me that for free. Which, um, yeah, how could you argue against that? I mean, when I was seven years old, I often <laughs> said that. <laughs> well, you're just like, I'm going to open a sweet shop. No, no, I just go up to my parents. I point at something and I would say, give me that for free. All right. Good strat. <laughs> it worked more often than not. But as I mentioned, the numbers are mental. I mean, we can see here, this is Pew Research Center. This is the most up-to-date stuff, which is a little bad date because it's from January. But I mean, look at the graph there. This is the combined data from all the way back to 2000. And as you can see, uh, drastically going down over time as trying to deal with the encounters. 
I love like back in the day, used to have consensus that this was a problem. Yes. And then, of course, Trump comes in and is like, we need to really stamp down on this. Uh, unfortunately, in 2019, you can see there's a huge spike. We'll get to the reason for that. In oh, right. Okay. Not his fault, but uh, well, he managed to kill it immediately, which was a good job. I mean, all of these, why would you want to kill it? Every single one of these people, Robin Hood. Well, yeah, uh, Joe Biden seems to believe that because as you can see, as soon as Joe Biden gets in, oh, what is that, a month after? It, it goes from nothing to 200K well, per month. Imagine the voting blocks. It's, it's a very good argument. Why, why, why bother? You can also see here, this is just expulsions and apprehensions. There's some other data that's pretty cool. This one's pretty cool. This is uh, where they're coming from, exactly. So they say here, some of the biggest increases in encounters have involved people from Colombia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Peru, and Venezuela. So not Mexicans. Is you're wondering. Oh, really? Yeah. You can see that the, the Mexican number is pretty stable. The other countries is the bit that massively grows there. Mm. And uh, that's the, the newbies. I hate when graphs are formatted like this. Yeah. They look terrible. But carry on. You want to see a better graph of that? Yeah, go for it. I've got one. There you are. Oh, that makes it way easier. <laughs> Why don't they just present it like this all the time? That's a series of healthy graphs, though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that, that, uh... <laughs> People listening. It's just all the countries mentioned, including Ecuador, Brazil, blah, blah, blah. And they just and skyrocket. From like 2007 to 2021, and basically zero, and then 2021 happens, and it, it's just up. Yeah, the green, green line go up. Up from less than... Something that's barely even noticeable on there to, on an average, in the mid... Uh, like hovering around 50,000, 40,000, and Ecuador's almost 100K. I mean, if we are truly to believe that all these people are fleeing war, I'm very sad. I didn't know that literally all of South America... was a bloodbath. It's World War Three, is it? It's it's an absolute bloodbath down there. I I came back and I just what's what's happened? It's like Vietnam times twen, twen, twen. <laughs> That's right. You That's, have to come up with whole new numbers for it. That's how they say it in Spanish, isn't it? Twen. Oh yeah, they go oh twen. Oh beer, oh love. But anyway, <laughs> so moving on because there's uh, that point earlier about there was a spike in Trump's presidency. Well, that's a fair point. What what happened? And the deets in here. This is from Politico, just detailing the. Um, basically, a whole bunch of the, was they, for some reason, they call it the triangle countries, central triangle countries. You ever heard this before? I think I have, but it slipped straight out of my brain again. It's a series of the Central American states that, you know, the rest of us were just called Central American states, but I don't know why. Oh, is it around the weird American? Is it around the thin part connecting North to South America that makes up Mexico and some of the islands and countries surrounding that? No, no, it's, it's Guatemala, like El Salvador, that part. For some reason, that part of Central America is called the Triangle. Whole other conversation. All right, okay. Just, just, just weird to, to me. Anyway, the response from Donald Trump was that he threatened Mexico to put a 5% tariff on everything unless they stopped their border because it's their border that was porous at the bottom. I mean, that makes sense. So they were just like, haha, well, here's a load of illegals for you. Yeah, and he was like, I'm going to tax you. And then, as we saw from earlier, like, if, uh, is it that one? No, it's, oh, damn it, I'm forgetting which one it is. It is this one. It, it dies. Straight away. It spikes and then it disappears. Amazing. If you want to enforce your border, it turns out you can. It's just political. Just enforce it. Yeah. <laughs> just enforce it, idiots. <laughs> but the point being that um, no one has been happy as a result. I mean, that's just the history at this point. And I think everyone's been well aware of what's been going on. So, But the red states are particularly not happy. But the blue states, I thought this was a good thing. I thought this was great. This is what they wanted. Which is why we have a hero. A true hero America deserves. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. No, no. There you are. Joe Biden. Over there. I can't say Massachusetts, but it is a stupid word. And Americans need to learn that it's a stupid word. Yes, it is. Love the state. Never been. 
<laughs> I'm sure it's a lovely. I'm sure it's a lovely place. Yeah, but there we are. You can see here. This is the the presidential election. Um, not a single part of that map there is even slightly for Trump. Overwhelmingly mm -hmm. for Biden. Sixty five percent apparently. Amazing. Anyway, but apart from that, well, they're nestled away far from the border, as you may have yes. noticed. This is a map here, just showing that. Not a single away. chance of them ever encountering any of these people who are coming in. I mean, the, the, Funny that. the fact of the matter is, as far as I can tell, is that they mainly want the migration because they wouldn't admit it. They just want mass illegal aliens to go to your house. Yes, not theirs. Almost like they know that it's a bad thing for you, but they see you as some kind of lower class poor. Don't, don't worry, don't worry. We, we in the Democratic Party, I don't know why I've joined, but I have. We, oh, we have, all we right, have, okay. <laughs> We have moved on. Are you voting blue? For, yeah. No ma matter who? No matter who. Oh. Literally Satan, I'll do it because I'm bored. <laughs> no, not Satan red? Uh, I think it depends on his political views. Oh, okay. Right. Just the skin color. Racist. Anyway, <laughs> but the point being that, well, they've moved on. They are now fully on the Angela Merkel side of mass immigration, which is not only do we want mass immigration, but no, we no longer want it to just be in your house. We want it in our house too. We oh, all right. Okay. Sharp and dust. We can do this. And we have the lady to do it. This is a new governor. Oh, dear. Massachusetts. Uh, newly elected. Previously Republican. She's Democrat. So she turned up. Did, did the little Merkel thing. Do you remember the little Merkel thing? Remind me. The, the little Merkel thing is... Um, my earbud is not working. So That's fine. Throw that away. She, whenever she would give a speech about, like, we can do this, she would stand there with her hands weirdly like this or Doing something. Doing some kind of cult-like symbol. Yeah, I don't think people see it, but it's, if you look up Angela Merkel with VS Sharp and Das, we can do this, then you always get that weird mm. wojack of her. Seems but very disturbing. This lady here, of course, promises support for migrants in Massachusetts. This is just after she's been elected. She's very excited to tell everyone that we're going we're gonna to do this, guys. Um, well, you may remember Massachusetts is also where Martha's Vineyard is and where this happened. Yes. The Venezuelan migrants, the whole 50 of them turned up. And the whole thing collapsed. I mean, you can see here that they're talking about the fact that this is a small part of the wider crisis in the whole state. Uh, I didn't know there was a huge crisis of illegal aliens in Massachusetts. Mm. Uh, do you want to know how many? How many? 2,000. Oh, okay. 2,000 Haitians. Um, has, has Massachusetts declared itself a sanctuary state? I'm not sure off the top of my head. But these uh, religious leaders here who are like, oh, Martha's Vineyard was terrible. We, you know, hell on earth. But also with the, the, the hell we had to experience of also 2,000 whole Haitians. Mm. I mean, I think anyone living in Texas is probably laughing about that because it's um, bugger all, obviously. It's also 0.1% of Haitian society. So in case you think that importing foreigners en masse will help the foreigners, I mean, it would help no one. It's not really done anything. But there we are. You've saved the world. Should we check in on how the progress is going, though? All right, okay. She's... uh. You know, going to bring progress to the state. But here we are. This was the news. Start of August. Declares a state of emergency because of the migrants. All right. The, the whole too many of them. Because what do you mean 3,000? What are you, mental? Just, so, just so, reference. So a, st a state of emergency presumably will just mean that she can do whatever she wants. Well, not that. She, she wants more money and medic. No, she wants more money from the uh, federal government and also more resources. Because, oh my God. We'll definitely go into all of the resources and the institutions they have to help all of these migrants. Um, Not that I, I would ever suggest, obviously, that any American politician is corrupt. I accept all of them. But the thing is about this that I find amazing is that she comes out and be like, yes, we've helped some migrants, but I'm not paying for it. Just at day one. The taxpayer is paying for it. But not even the taxpayer. She's like, oh, well, I, you know, none of us. 
Like the federal government, we'll just get them to do it. Not even the state government. Can't so, even try. So the federal tax money. Yes. Right. Okay. So that, that lasted about a month of we have sharpened ass. Uh, she says in here, we can no longer do this alone. We need federal partnership, federal funding, and urgent federal action. Other issues? For 3,000 people, 2,000 people. How many was it? It was 2,000. I think by now it's probably 4,000 maybe. Okay. What, is it, what does it matter? It's still a tiny amount. Well, that, that's It's not a huge number. But that's the thing though. These states up in New England, it's funny in a schadenfreude sort of way to go, haha, it's happening to you. But the fact of the matter is that as far as I'm aware, please correct me if I'm wrong, the states of New England have very stable demographics and have for a very long time, which could be factored into part of the reason why they are comparatively so peaceful and successful. Also, why they all vote blue so consistently, because as we've mentioned, they don't have to run into this sort of yep. thing in the street. But they know, because that's what they're voting for, they're voting for the red states to be punished. They know that that will happen to them if they suddenly open the floodgates for it. So they're turning around and going, now I am a MAGA Republican. We need to keep the migrants out. We're going to build a beautiful wall a around whole 50 New Venezuelans England. and Martha's Vineyard. What the hell's wrong with you? That's a humanitarian crisis. Exactly that. They've, they've gone with the deport, deport, deport slogans. Um, so the fact of the matter is, I, I don't want to really take much schadenfreude in it because as much as, yeah, these people are vote getting what they're voting for, I don't want the entirety of America to be a Destroyed. Desolate, yeah, desolate hellhole. Oh, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm not. No, I know, I, know you're not, I know you're not supporting it in that way, but I would like every state in America to actually flourish instead yeah, of to be just... able to do what Massachusetts has, while Massachusetts also maybe stops voting for policies that destroy the states around the southern border. I mean, as I mentioned, they did actually have a Republican governor. I don't know have anything about him and the local politics. It's not my place. But what is my place is to point out that, well, you vote in a moron who sits there and is like, this shop and ass, people take some migrants. Okay, well, what happened? Instantly state of emergency. Yep. Uh, she goes on in here just to whine about Ron DeSantis, saying that the far-right governor, Ron DeSantis, arranged 50 Venezuelans to come to Martha's Vineyards. I, I mean, that's never not going to be funny to me when they sit there and be like, ah, oh, God, he sent a whole 50 of them. Ugh. But yeah, how do you think everyone else feels at the south on the border? Every, I don't know, hour? The, the people on the border towns must, math, actually. must live in a constant state of fear. And it's pretty horrifying to think about because it's not just that there are foreigners coming in. It's that every single one of these people is an unknown quantity in your neighborhood. I'm just going to do There's some... no stability there. I wish I could do the quick maths in my head, but I'm too stupid. So I'm going to have to do it like this. So say we've got 2 million coming in. Talk amongst yourselves. Divide by 12, All right. and then divide by 30. So that's uh, 5,000 a day. 5,000 a day. 5,000 a day. Whereas yeah. 50 in Martha's Vineyard was some. Hell on earth. Oh, Truly terrible what Ron DeSantis has done. Anyway, but that's not the only thing. Um, because then some more days passed after she realized that this might have been a bit of a mess. And now she says it's a, it's a federal problem. They've done this to us. This is Joe Biden's fault. <laughs> I mean, she's really putting on the MAGA cap. That's pretty cool. Yep, there we go. <laughs> And then it got even worse. She comes out and says, I need the National Guard because there's just too many, damn you. Do, do you know the funny thing is that not only is she like, more like when, when lefties come out and say these things, they have the permission to do it and they, she probably will get it done in ways that the red states just aren't allowed to because she'll have federal backing. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Martha's Vineyard is the place where all of these Democrats, politicians go to retire and have their own private homes. They don't want their private home overrun with migration, so they're going to do whatever they can to protect New England. Do you, do you want to know, because uh, you asked earlier how many, 
uh, there were. I couldn't tell you for the cool. date previously, but for this date here at the end of August, we do have the number, which is 6,000 migrant families. Families? Yes. All right. Do you want to remember that it was 2 million per year crossing that's, the southern border? That's, that's about slightly over a day. Yeah. Some of the southern states. You took a couple of days worth of people. Good job. I mean, it really is a drop in the, in the bucket. And the response from the governor is that this is literally hell on earth. I need the National Guard in emergency situation yeah. now. But even a drop in the bucket, they know, can soon become a tidal wave. So they're like, right, we've got to shut this down. I love that. Like, but if Texas did the same thing, they're just a bunch of fascist racists. But if you, know, you take a tiny amount of what Texas has to deal with and everyone else on the southern border, and that will bring you to your knees. And then you've got the, it's like that meme, you know, the guy with the, the knives and guns going into his back. Yep. While he's sleeping, Massachusetts Texas. sleeping, just like, oh no, <laughs> I'm suffering so hard. Anyway, but it's, it's just sad to say the least. I mean, going back to the, the border question, because, I mean, you add up the numbers, about 6 million. So, um, good job. You, you took about 0.1% of the problem. You make up 2% of the population of the country, but, yeah, 0.1% of the problem. I mean, frankly, not their fair share. I mean, if they actually wanted to do their fair share, they'd have to increase it 20-fold. They're not going to do that. It's not be silly. But then they're not the only ones, either. We have Miss um, Merkel over there. Like, I just, it, there's something about her as well. No, not to be rude, but... There is a shared physiognomy between women like her and Merkel, isn't there? Yeah. Is that just me? No, I'm seeing it as well. Being mental? I could just be being mental. But whatever. We're always being bonkers <laughs> Brexit Britain on this podcast. Oh, this isn't talk radio. Please no. don't. <laughs> <laughs> the left have gone mad. <laughs> Sorry. They've gone bonkers. I have lost radio. the loony plot they have. <laughs> I'm not trying to take the piss, but there, there is the occasional like boomer host who's just like, they used to be sensible a year ago. <laughs> it's like, oh man, you um, you you, you don't no, don't you don't get the depth of the problem, do you? But you know he's trying. But that's not the only thing. There is one more. There was another guy who decided to do this. this is the New Jersey governor who also says he can't handle it. There's too much. Why? There's there's more than two of them. Oh, I literally can't live. We schaffen nicht das, or however the Germans speak. But there we are. That is um, well, what will happen to you? And if you think, how could this happen to me? This is how. I mean, I, mean, I, I hate to be rude, as, as you mentioned. It's, it's not nice that this is happening to these parts of the United States. I want them to flourish rather than collapse. But I want all the states of the United States to be able to flourish. Yeah, That's if, why they're supposed to be you know, united. Is it supposed to be beneficial for all of them, not just a few of them? So, the, I mean, the situation currently, you're going to sit there and be like, yeah, you guys, you get 6 million migrants, we get 1,000, and that's equal. I, sorry, I, how about zero for both? How about zero illegal aliens? How about you just take the ones that are actually useful to your country through the legal means? You know, you said the, the guy with protecting with the knives in his back, and it reminds me of the other version of that meme where it's the girl and the guy talking, and she's like, oh my god, I just took in seven thousand, I just took in a thousand migrants, can you believe it? And he's just there with knives in his back going, <laughs> Six I know, million. <laughs> I, I can't believe it, dear, I can't believe it. Yeah, there's every knife. Like, a Texan's house looks like this, so a Massachusetts house can look like this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's some meme formats for people who are bored and know how to use Photoshop. Otherwise, that is uh, the news there, which is the, well, at least some of them are getting their own medicine, as sad as it is to see the damage being done. Yeah, well, they're, they're, like you say, they're blue states, they've got federal backing, so they will actually be able to take action just like Martha's Vineyard did. Just to deport them back to Texas. Just to get them back to Texas, not to Mexico, though. Why would we want to put the Mexicans and the Guatemalans back in South America, where they're from? That would just be cruel. <sighs> All right, so I would like to preface this segment by reaffirming my love and dedication 
to the nation of Israel. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Before anybody wants to throw out, because I know the ADL yeah, are yeah. very, very quick to pull the trigger on such a thing. Do you criticize the ADL? You must hate Israel. I yeah, no, don't care. I, doesn't, I, doesn't make any sense. It's a country in the Middle East that I couldn't care less about. I have a, a tough time getting you to care about a country that borders us in Europe. Which one? Any of them. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Why are they, not, they don't really border us. Well, you know, there's some I mean, they're across the sea. But so, yeah, I get, your, I get your point. No, I, I, I love European countries, but Middle East, as soon as it gets just far away. Yeah, as soon as it gets too far away, I don't really care that much anymore. But it's important to point out that the ADL is too damn powerful for its own good and is a rather nefarious organization. And before I explain a little bit further what's going on there, uh, we've got videos on the website that you should watch. And Rory and Stelios su- literally did suffer quite a lot to get this video out talking about Schopenhauer's on suffering. Well, I don't think that's the name of the book, but they were talking about the fact that Schopenhauer liked to talk about suffering a lot. And they suffered for this one, as you can tell watching through it, because they w- it was quite difficult because it's a really depressing subject, Schopenhauer. But they did a fantastic job. So please make their suffering worth it and pay us £5 a month so that you can watch this video. Otherwise, Stelios might just have a breakdown in the middle of the office. You can sponsor Stelios for a only- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> If you'd like to adopt Stelios for as little as £5 a month. I can't guarantee you'll actually get him. <laughs> yeah, just watch this video. All right, so there was a... Is your box broken? No, oh. no, it's not. There was a new update to the Twitter Terms and Services, because I'm not calling it X... You can't make me. You can, uh, it's stupid. You can put a gun to my head. Look, at, look there. The blog.twitter.com. Yeah, it's the worst re-bar- rebranding I've seen in a long while. And yes, all of the HTMLs still just show Twitter. So not not great job. Not great job. Who's going to say, oh, I X'd this? No, you tweeted it, you fool. But they said X, X has a responsibility to put the right systems in place to ensure our communities have access to open, accurate, and safe Political discourse. Oh, great. Oh, fantastic. I know where this is going. Twitter's done such a fantastic job of moderating political discourse in the past. And Elon's been done such a great job of promoting free speech. He let some people out of the out of the suspension cages. You know, he's done such a great job since then. Ignore the fact that a few accounts here and there have just been randomly suspended and unsuspended for no particular where reason. Where is Tommy Robinson? Yes, exactly okay. that. There have been a number of accounts that Elon has just outright said, like Alex Jones, for instance. I'm not going to let him back. Why? Is there a principal reason? I just don't like him. See, at least there I can respect it, though, because he's the king, and the king can sit there and be like, I don't like him. Well, yeah, you can make the exception. But like Robinson, for example, um, I don't even know who he is. Why is he still banned then? Yeah. So, very strange. It's, it's very clear that there are still malignant forces within Twitter manipulating things and being able to have free reign over what they can do. Elon may have tried to rein that in, but he hasn't reined it in enough. And it seems with these new terms and serv- terms and conditions and terms of service that some of the old problems will be coming back. So if you go to the actual blog post where they're talking about it, I'll read some things regarding this. So during elections, great start, fantastic start. Twitter's going to get in bloody election discourse again, right in time, 2024, can't wait. X works to get in front of a range of tactics that people use to target the process. To do this, we hire the right people. And who are they? Update our policies and evolve our product. During elections, our civic integrity policy provides an extra layer of protection 
that is applied for a limited period of time before enduring an election. We're updating this policy to make sure that we strike the right balance between tackling the most harmful types of content, those that could intimidate or deceive people into surrendering their right to participate in the civic process and not censoring political debate. Policy will also be aligned with our updated enforcement philosophy, freedom of speech, not reach. So you just get shadow banned. There you go. We will add publicly visible labels to posts identified as potentially violating the civic integrity policy, letting people know when their reach has been restricted. So now at least if you're shadow banned, you know that you're shadow banned so you can feel even more impotent and helpless. Who that is better. Slightly better. <laughs> it's not good, but it's better than not knowing. You know, I spat in your face and then kicked you in the nuts. Yeah, well, at least I know who spat in my face. Is that yeah. So, so thank you very much for that. So what this is saying is that they will just do all of the same things that they used to when it comes to moderating political speech. But you can tell this isn't Elon himself. I mean, this is the eternal problem with companies. Yeah. It's just like, there's some department, particularly the election integrity department over there, who have decided that they're going to make new rules and ruin the place. Yeah, and you can put it in as much of a neutral language as you want. We know what's going to happen off of the back of this, which is that there are going to be people with their own political interests administering this behind the scenes, and it's never going to be positive for people like you or I. It's it's probably a sad fact of reality, but I mean, if Elon's going to be the king of Twitter, it's fair, you know, he brought it. He's done a better rule than the previous regime, so that's true. He's probably just going to have to come back in every few months and purge these people. Yeah. Because it just is going to keep that eager coming to back get in. Yeah. They're eager to get in because they want to control the discourse. But along with this, there's other parts of this that people have been a little bit worried about. So on Reclaim the Net, they talk about the new terms of service, which include old Twitter powers to ban users for commercial inviability. Now, I imagine this is also related. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it's probably related to the fact that people can now make money off of ads that are posted underneath if you've got the subscription. But then you're just giving the advertisers, again, more and more power to be able to dictate what content is on the website, which turns you into YouTube. And the adpocalypse of YouTube can happen all over again. I hate to be the, like the too much of a positive Nancy. No, absolutely. Nancy, but like th- that still is better than the old regime. Don't get me wrong. Like I can see the the problems here. I wish he didn't uh, have these kind of civic integrity teams. The, the, these things are, are being seemingly yeah. unless he is just going along with them. Because the old regime, I mean, you got no money ever. For being mm. on Twitter. I mean, I, I don't pay for Twitter Blue. I don't have... Um, no, I wouldn't either. But I can look at it and be like, at least if you're someone who had a million followers, like now you can actually do something with that. Because before, Twitter just took all the money and then spat in your face. It was mainly just something that you used to promote your reach and promote anything else that you may have been doing. Or there are some people, there are plenty of posters on there who just use it as a place to post useful and interesting content. At least now they have the chance of being able to make money. But... I've seen some people, Carl included, complain that the money that he was getting was not proportionate proportionate to the sort of impressions that he was getting. And then you had Ian Miles Chong and other types, the sycophant yes-men, messaging, responding, saying, well, to, to people saying, oh, I'm not getting paid as much as I should be, saying, well, you know, advertisers don't have to pay out if they find your ta- uh, content distasteful. I mean, uh, I mean that's fair, but... Well, where's the transparency in that? Exactly. Yeah. Because if I, if you can tell me, look, literally, because you speak about um, what can I say that's not banned on YouTube? <laughs> but if you talk about any of those things on Twitter, you will get lower money. If, if you at least I would know then. But there's no transparency. I think I think we're okay to say on YouTube if you were to discuss, say, election integrity 
or transgenderism and your opinions on it. Yes. And that made you lose advertisers because they don't want to be, they don't even want to touch that with a stick. I mean, like at least that makes sense and I can see it. But if we, we don't know what actually loses the money, then that's not really that fair. Well, when people were originally complaining about this at the beginning of last month, there were some people uh, saying, you know, well, why aren't I getting all this money? And then Ian Miles Strong comes along and then they go, how am I supposed to know what's going on behind the scenes? And Elon just came out of nowhere with a very blunt and kind of out of character statement where he just said, Get your own advertisers. How am I supposed to do that then? What am I supposed to do? I, I, this this Twitter post is sponsored by Raid Shadow. <laughs> that was my joke. We're entering <laughs> that era where all of a sudden it's just going to be this Twitter post has been brought to you that, by. That is real though. Have you seen all the sex toy posts? Uh, so I, like a random. User. I've not seen the sex toy posts. I have seen the posts where gimmick accounts will start to kind of try and stealth advertise for OnlyFans models. Like you had women posting their L's who started posting pictures of particular OnlyFans models doing sexual stuff going, oh, what a slut she is doing this, when really what it is is that that, that model can post underneath and go like, tee-hee, aren't I terrible, post their OnlyFans link and it's advertising and gets paid for it. Like that's um, like the whole system set up like that. I've seen something even weirder, which oh, yeah. is random account posts video of a bird that can talk or something interesting, right? Gets 20 million views. And immediately underneath, they'll post like, buy dildos here. And a link to some sex company. I've not seen that. Presumably, because it seems to be that what happens is the sex companies will just What's pay happened for to my bird watching <laughs> posts? Because <laughs> yeah. like, then you'll get loads of people commenting and just be like, bro, what? Actually, <laughs> like, no, to be fair, I have started to see, and this might be a bot thing that's come up way more frequently recently, is that on almost every single post that I've made recently, there'll be a few accounts that post, and then immediately, within seconds of them putting a response up, you can see show replies. Hit show replies. It'll be some video uh, posted where I think it's a bot where it's like, I made 20K in just two days. Find out how with the video explaining how embedded into it. People, the bots are still there that are posting all of that crap. Mm. Very strange when, it, when you see that. But in this article, I'll just read a bit of it here. So the original Twitter policy granted the platform authority to ban users based on their perceived commercial viability. The new policy for X retains a strikingly similar clause. The published policy states, we have broad enforcement rights. X reserves the right to take enforcement actions against you if you violate these terms, such as, for example, removing your content, limiting visibility, discontinuing your access to X, or taking legal action. We may also suspend or terminate your account for other reasons, such as prolonged inactivity, risk of legal exposure, or commercial inviability. So they've basically just taken commercial viability, said inviability, that's a completely different thing. Now it means the exact same thing. And uh, then th we're, we're different now. So once again, people are wondering, okay, Elon came in with all these promises, said it was going to be better. In some ways, it still is better. But where's this coming from? Because Elon, if he really did want to stick to his words, I'm the king, and the king says free speech for everyone, someone's coming behind the scenes or maybe coming from above the king and imposing this. And everybody noticed that when Elon first came in, there was a particular call for an advertiser boycott from the ADL, who have a disproportionate amount of influence with literally every aspect of American life. And we'll get into exactly that in a moment. But they are now advertising back on Twitter. And this must be because of the fact that they are happy to advertise on there again. And this post came out the other day. I had a very frank and productive conversation with Lindea X, Linda Yaccarino, who I believe is the, is she the new CEO? CEO? She was like some WEF stooge. 
yesterday about X, what works and what doesn't, and where it needs to go to address hate effectively on the platform. I appreciated her reaching out, and I'm hopeful that the service will improve. The ADL will be vigilant and give her and Elon Musk credit if the service gets better and reserve the right to call them out until it does. No comments enabled because you know what would happen. S in the chat, sincerely. Yeah, S like, in the chat. So no, S, not F. Uh, yeah, yeah. Spit. Because I'm not. I, I really hate the the, the weasel language um, this guy particularly uses when it comes out and be like the service gets better. But what he means by gets better is bans the people I don't like. Yes, that's not gives getting me better. more control over who's allowed. It's like the 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 meme of the two people about to sleep together. It's, it's a I'm going to post a meme. I'm going to like this meme. Isn't there someone you forgot to ask? It's Jonathan, Jonathan Greenblatt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's ridiculous. The ADL seem to be able to do this to anyone, anywhere, at any time. And it does go to ridiculous lengths, as we'll find out in a few minutes. So they have sway over most of the um, social media platforms. Obviously, with this one, it's talking about its involvement in Meta. This was just a recent one. You're not going to find me you know, supporting Holocaust denial or anything like this, but it's just to demonstrate that Meta has, well, Facebook has ADL's tendrils all inside them because it won't just, this will just be an extreme example where it is some guy actually going out and posting horrible stuff. I still think you should have the right to do so, whether you agree with it or yeah, yeah. not, but... We don't in the UK anymore. Oh, yeah. Did you not know it's illegal? Is it now illegal? Because yeah. I thought the UK was one of the only European countries. We were. We have no law regarding um, denying the Holocaust, oh, yeah. but the law against offensive speech. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And for some reason, that now includes that without that ever being the purpose. No, of, of course it does. But this will once again show that the ADL can control whatever is allowed on your platform. And if, if, if it goes to as bad as Holocaust denial, nobody's going to be defending it, even if you want to support the right to be able to ask questions and say things. But it will be things a lot smaller than that. It won't be things anywhere near as serious. As but like, even if you steal man the ADL and they're like, oh, well, you know, we just deal with Holocaust denial and such. It's just such a lie. Because you can just go to their website. I'm, I'm sure you've got examples. I don't want to jump the gun too much. Oh, yeah, trust me. They're just not accurate on, on this yeah. subject at all. They are, they are absolutely not. They will literally call you criticizing open borders, and they will say, this is anti-Semitic rhetoric. That's an interesting leap to make. And therefore, we're going to get you banned off the platform or get financial incentives for you to stop saying such things. <laughs> and it goes to ridiculous degrees. They have sway over the president. Yep. Unsurprisingly, they always have meetings, and this was a meeting that Greenblatt had with Biden, Harris, Martin Luther King III, I think it is, MLK's son, Andrea King, and Al Sharpton. This is the most trustworthy lineup of people that I could ever imagine assembling in one room together so that they can discuss what needs to be done for civil rights. So, Sorry, just professional liars, a lot of them. Yes. I mean, did you read, I think, um, AA posted it a while back? I hadn't read it before. Uh, Al Sharpton was helping to create a movie which said that black American soldiers liberated the first concentration camp. Yes, and it was I was aware of completely this. Completely made up, obviously. Yeah, they just completely made it up because I think that I think what I read was that the Jewish community, or at least this sort of ADL types who, uh, who were in major They wanted to positions. foster greater uh, African-American and Jewish relations. as they. So say. they were like, right, let's just make this up. Let's just make a lie up. Let's just say, you see, we love you guys because you saved us from the concentration camps. And then there's like a Jewish guy who came out, and, like probably loads of Israeli scholars come out and debunk these things. Like, yeah, this is kind of our job. And uh, that didn't happen. Yeah, that, that was rubbish. That's nonsense. That didn't happen. And now it's celebrated as like, oh, remember that time we debunked that 
that Holocaust story that was complete rubbish, but if it got if it worked, if that guy hadn't come out and debunked it yeah, straight, you'd have away. people today being like, "Don't you know that the first Holocaust camps were saved by Black Americans?" And you just look at them and be like, yeah. "Yeah." But as a result of all of this, hashtag ban the ADL is trending, and I think it's got Based. like fifty plus thousand people or posts talking about it. Because I mean, everybody has no, everybody has started to notice the power that this organization has over not just civil discourse in the U.S. but across all of the Western world to a ridiculous degree. And sincerely, I mean, I, I don't know what argument they could possibly even have against this. So I'm sorry, you are literal fake news. You literally just spread misinformation. You're banned then. Bye. Yeah, and one of the people who is, I think, that possibly the guy who started this in the first place was this guy, Jake Shields, who's like a former UFC fighter. Who started posting about the ADL, and of course, the second that he did, man looks like a potato. Not gonna lie, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Potato, <laughs> Humpty Dumpty. That is pretty funny, <laughs> Humpty Dumpty, who I think is the head of the ADL's like hate speech and extremism research department. <laughs> is he literally just banning people that call him Humpty yeah. Dumpty? Yeah, no, he, blocked, <laughs> he blocks this man and then starts saying. Jake Shields, a multiple MMA champion with 400,000 followers on this platform, is spreading the anti-Semitic hashtag Bound to ADL. Hell. Go yeah. to That's hell. That's right, because we are the entirety of I'm Jewish so, life. I'm just so sick of it. It's like, what, you criticized me? Well, aren't you anti-Semitic? Like, no, you are an awful person. Yeah, and then he just goes, oh, it's white supremacists as well. No, people just hate you. People hate your organization. Because you act terribly. Yes, and you force people and countries into doing things they don't want on the threat of being called Nazis and anti-Semites and all of these things that we know are just basically slurs at this point to throw at people. And Shields himself pointed this out very well, how the ADL works. I, spe I specifically target the ADL for things that they have done and said. He doesn't address any of my claims, but calls me a Nazi. You just hate Jewish people. Yeah. It's like, rinse and no one was talking about Jewish people, man. We're talking about you. Yes, just because they're a Jewish organization doesn't mean that they should or could represent the opinion of every Jewish person in the awesome. entire world. That's ridiculous. And he was posting about this, and this is where we get into the fun things that the ADL post, because it's the, pretty... The literal fake news. Yeah, it's pretty clear that they just hate particular demographics for some reason, because they fell for White Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. And now... It's a hate slogan, according yep, to them. It's a hate slogan. We've got hate on display. And even just saying, it's okay to be white. They fell for that one yep. as well. These are now hate slogans. Is there a reason given for this? Well, if you visit the pages, they basically just say, white supremacists like saying this. How do you know that the people saying it are white supremacists? Well, because they said it in the first place. No one who isn't a white supremacist would want to stand up for themselves because they notice that white people as a whole are being attacked constantly. All over the all over the Western world for purely racial grounds. No, through the government. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> literally, we've been over marble stories, but like the British government is very bad at this. They punish people with white skin because they don't want you represented in the state anymore, uh, even disproportionately against yourself. We've been over like the internships, the RAF, so and so forth. Even just labeling anything that they want to be considered negative as whiteness. So you have people in this country who obviously can have a civil rights case of like, no, it is okay to be white, British government, stop discriminating against us. Mm -hmm. And then the ADL come along and they're like, well, you nuts. And wasn't this... Like, you helped no one. You were literally just awful. Go away. Wasn't this originally 4chan saying like, let's see how innocuous we can get this and still be classified as hate speech? There was a, it's okay to be white. No one would disagree with that except the ADL. You've seen uh, 
Sorry to make and this the drag SPLC on, as well. There's, there's a, there was a post at the time when they were organizing all this, and some guy came up with it. was actually a Jewish guy, like an Israeli flag. Oh, nice. Came up with stage two of the plan, but never got, <laughs> never got implemented. Oh. Stage two was that for the next few years, we would make the text more and more transparent until it was just a white piece of paper. And just having a white piece of paper. Yeah. So we could watch the ADL freak out and be like, white paper is white supremacy. Like, I mean, apparently milk is. So Yeah, so I mean, I mean, good God. And it gets, once again, it gets to ridiculous degrees where the ADL classifies 17% of the numbers between 0 to 100 as hate symbols. We've got 9, <laughs> 11, 12, 13. Here's the example of most of the teens are all hate symbols. 83, apparently, is a white supremacist numeric symbol because it stands for Heil Christ or Hail Christ. Are you serious? Hang on, I've never heard anyone say I've never heard this. Like the only one I'm familiar with, because I see uh, I've seen it uh, like people talk about online. Yeah, it's eighty-eight, and even that's a push because it's still just a number, right? Yeah. But this is eighty-three, and the only way that you can even remotely say that this is related to oh, evil m- m- mid-century Germans is putting instead of hail, Heil. My God, I mean, there really does need to be a if you were to do this sincerely, uh, an estimated number of people who even know what this meme is. Because if it's five, it's not really a meme. No, it's not anything that anybody could equate with a large movement. No. So what's the point of having it on your website? Because you're absurd. Because you are clown. complete joke. You are a clown organization. But sadly, this clown organization has opinions on much more important matters than whether you're allowed to use the number 83. They re- released this statement on the Kill the Boar song. And this is a direct statement from Jonathan Greenblatt himself, who says, while it is a historic protest song, you know, just immediately diminishing it. It's just a protest song, bro. You're a scumbag. Like You're just being a scumbag. Yeah, it's it's just so that they could dismantle apartheid in South Africa, something that's been dismantled for literal decades at this point. Its crude lyrics could, could be interpreted as a call for violence. And he says, you know, it's terrible that some people might interpret it. But the only people who would interpret it in such a way, of course, is white supremacists because at the same time, baseless claims of white genocide have been made by right wing. It's not like they're literally coming out and saying, we want to kill the white people, is it? You must die like a pig. Yeah, kill like, the boar, kill the farmer. Yeah. The white people of your country. And there have been an increased rate of attacks on white farmers in South Africa since that event on July 30th. I mean, if people don't know what I'm referencing there, like just Google. You know, like people talking about killing the farmers, killing the boar, and you'll yeah. find endless songs of them chanting it in public outside of white people's houses. Yeah, so the ADL comes out and says, well, it is just a protest song, but I suppose some, protest people, song. Yeah. some people could interpret it this way, but we still want you to know the most important problem is white supremacy. Thank you, ADL. And these people, unironically, train the FBI. Yep. Yep. Did you know, this is from 2014, that the ADL trains every new FBI agent on their role as protectors of the Israel, uh, the American people and the Constitution. It explains a lot. Yeah, it really does. Very impressive. And there's this, and I just wanted to read through some of this because it's incredible. Partnering with law enforcement that they've got this document here. An important part of our work is ensuring that law enforcement agencies and personnel at the local, state, and federal levels understand the threats to vulnerable populations. In order to do this effectively, the ADL shares our resources and expertise on extremism. In 2021 alone, the ADL Center on Extremism, which is what I think Humpty Dumpty heads, 
provided law enforcement with critical intelligence about extremism over 1,300 times and tracked over 7,300 incidents of hate on our online interactive heat map. We were prominent supporters. Here's some examples of just the, uh, the pieces of legislation that they've helped push through. Prominent supporters of the 1990 Hate Crime Statistics Act and have repeatedly called on law enforcement agencies to improve reporting of hate crimes and data collection, most recently in response to the FBI's 2020 annual Hate Crime Statistics Act report, which presumably the ADL had a massive hand in. Are they going to ignore cases of hate crimes where it's, say, the countless videos of wandering gangs of black people assaulting white people in the middle of the street or because Asian people white, in Asian. the middle of the street? No, it will always be white supremacist. And white supremacy, under these people's definition, is very loosely defined. So thank you very much for that. At the federal level, for more than a dozen years, the ADL has led a broad coalition of over 250 civil rights, religious, educational, professional, and law enforcement and civic organizations advocating for federal hate crime legislation, which culminated in the passage of the Matthew Shepard James Byrd Jr. Hate Crime Prevention Act in 2009. So all of these organizations, civil rights organizations, are actively involved in trying to strip away your civil rights because, say, you have an opinion that somebody might find offensive. Fantastic. The ADL provides programs to increase law enforcement's understanding of the unique nature of hate crimes. So basically just telling them why they should care in the first place. Someone said something nasty to someone. Why should I care? Well, the ADL is here to tell you why. The relevant federal, state, and local statutes and the impact they have on the victims and their communities. In 1999, the ADL and the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum created the Law Enforcement and Society Program to educate law enforcement on the lessons of the Holocaust and how to apply those lessons to effectively safeguard democracy and protect against abuse of power. The ADL protecting others against abuse of power. But again, it's gross. Like we just sit there and be like, we stand on the Holocaust, essentially. And be like, well, trust us because the Holocaust happens. I'm sorry. Like, you, you, you're just sick if you do that. But so it even says here, it's become mandatory training for all FBI special agents and intelligence analysts. So every single one of them has to go through this brainwashing program first. Yeah, it, it is disgusting. And immediately following the January 6th, 2021 attack on the US Capitol, the ADL identified dozens of extremists who took part in the insurrection and shared this information with federal authorities. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I thought, let's take a quick look at the heat map, see what's on here. So the map. Yeah, the, the, there is the map. So uh, what's missing here? Anti-Semitic incidents, anti-LGBTQ, uh, white supremacist propaganda, white supremacist events, extremist murders. That could be anything. Mm -hmm. uh, terrorist plots and activities. There's no anti-white attacks listed. They don't keep that data. Or anti-Asian or anti-anything that isn't part of the leftist agenda. I'd love to see the breakdown as well, because I bet... Oh, well, here's the map. That's a lot. If we see... That's just a population density map. Yeah, white supremacist propaganda... That's just not useful. ...is <laughs> dark, dark blue. White supremacist events is slightly lighter blue. There's a lot of light blue on here. All right. So unless the US has a much greater burgeoning level of actual white supremacist events going on, especially for some reason around Washington, by the looks of it. <laughs> Where the FBI is hosted for some reason. I, I feel like they might be pumping the numbers just a little bit. Just a, just a tad. And these are the people advising the FBI. And just to cap this off, the ADL is so powerful that it can literally threaten countries with action. So this is an example from 2018 when Iceland was about to pass through 
a bill banning circumcision. And this is where I'm going to come out with the rather controversial take that might get me put on the ADL's website that I do not support the ritual genital mutilation of young boys. Everybody seems to be able to say, well, obviously we don't agree with it for girls because we call it what it is. It's not circumcision, it's female genital mutilation. But with boys, apparently that's just kosher. That's just something you've got to be okay with. Iceland, with its literal population of 250 Jews, so that's not exactly like a massive representation of the overall population there, said, we don't want that. We don't want that here. This is a crime against children because of the obvious reason. Yes. I'd say I think it's for Muslims as well, male circumcision. I'm yes, they, they, they bring up Muslims as well as one of the peoples who will be affected by this law. So they say, they strongly, we, we, the ADL today, strongly urge the Parliament of Iceland to reject a bill that would ban male circumcision. In a letter addressed to the Parliamentary Committee discussing the proposal, ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt said, the proposal to ban male circumcision is contrary to basic re- principles of religious freedom and deeply offensive to Jews and Muslims. This is like if 2,000 years ago he'd come out and said, the, rich, the, <laughs> the banning of ritual sacrifice is deeply against the fundamental principles of religious freedom. No, it's brutal, it's barbaric, it's sick. You shouldn't do it. I don't care if it's one of your religious precepts, if you are literally m- mutilating children's genitals. No, go away. If this is what you want, no, that, not it's having It's fair it. enough for a nation to say, we have levels of civilization, and that doesn't include your religious practices. So I'm sorry, but yes. that's the deal. The commandment of Brit Miller, circumcision on the eighth day, is a fundamental religious right in Judaism and universally practiced by all families who identify as Jewish across the broad spectrum of practice. Such a ban would mean that no Jewish family could be raised in Iceland. It is inconceivable that a Jewish community could remain in any country that prohibited this practice. That's not how it's going to work either. It's nope. a lie. You would just go abroad, get it done, come back. Yeah. Because that's what the Muslims did here. Yes. Greenbat, in his letter, noted that the ADL is the leading monitor of far-right extremism in the United States. Should Iceland ban male circumcision, making it impossible for Jews and Muslims, because he wants to make sure that you care about the Muslims as well, to raise families in your country, we guarantee that Iceland will be celebrated by neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other extremists. Even though, yada, yada, basically calls them Nazis. And then there's even more detail if we go into the letter. Are you all right there? Yeah, I didn't. I, I thought it'd be like five Muslims. Apparently there's 1,300 in Iceland. Anyway. Really? That's quite worrying. Still bugger all compared to the population. But... Yeah, I mean, that's still a tiny proportion of the population. Probably why Iceland is such a nice and peaceful place. I, I, I was talking before we went on. Iceland's probably not that vulnerable to mass migration just because it's basically a big cold rock with a load of Vikings on it. But no one wants to live there anyway. Yeah, people want to visit there for summer because it's a beautiful country. I've been there before, but people don't really want to live there. I mean, unless you're Icelandic. Yeah, unless you're Icelandic, in which case, more power to you. If you read this letter, first off, it goes through some rather bunk research as far as I'm concerned where he says, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics, evaluation of current evidence indicates that the health benefits of newborn male circumcision outweigh the risks and the procedure's benefits justify access to this procedure for families who choose it. Emphasis here on choose it, which is not something that I'm aware that the US Sorry. practices. It's more you have to choose to opt out of it. Specific benefits in- identified included prevention of urinary tract infections, penile cancer, and transmission of some sexually transmitted diseases, including HIV. Let's ignore the fact that it literally traumatizes babies to do this. No, but that evidence isn't um, legitimate either. Is it like, not? As far as I'm aware, the whole HIV thing is, is really negligible. 
and the other stuff is complete bunk. So I, I just I, I could really go on a rant no, no. about circumcision. I, I'm also very passionate about that subject, but I'm, I'm a- absolutely not going to because of the time. I was shocked here. The U.S. population of over two uh, three hundred twenty-five million, a circumcision rate of eighty-one percent among U.S. males aged fourteen to fifty-nine. With that, the opinion of the American Academy of Pediatrics should be considered more authoritative than European study, which asserts the contrary. No, it shouldn't. No. Why should a European country have to stick with these American standards? And then you get into the really sick stuff here. ADL has studied the pervasiveness of anti-Semitic content on social media, and we know that a relatively small number of extremists are able to amplify their message quietly, quickly and broadly through social media. ADL regularly reports on such phenomena, and we will report on extremist praise for Iceland. We urge you to consider the significant media attention in the US and internationally paid to ADL reports on extremism. In the past six months alone, our research and experts have been featured on CNN and other cable TV channels, NBC and other broadcast TV on 60 Minutes, the most watched TV news magazine in America, and in leading newspapers, including the New York Times and the Washington Post. Given that 28% of Iceland's tourists came from North America in 2016, Iceland's standing in the US should be of great concern from an economic perspective. We are confident that the vast majority of American tourists will avoid a country whose reputation is associated with Nazism, even if that justification, if, if that association is not justified. Individually, any of these three <laughs> arguments, yep, we will lie about it. We are you. lying. But and then he just says, nothing to do with the case. And then he just says, these arguments should convince you to oppose a ban on male circumcision and hopefully you make the right decision. So they literally say, we are so influential, we will ruin your tourism industry and by lying about economy. you. We know we're lying. We don't care. Yeah. We will lie about you to do all of this. So yeah, uh, the ADL is disgusting. They're doing all of this for the sake of mutilating children's genitals in Iceland. And yeah, I think it might be time to ban the ADL. Fair enough. All right. Now on to some fun now that we went through it's that. Fun time, boys. So have some uh, things to say about meat. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds weird. Alan <laughs> loves his meat eaters. Who doesn't love their meat? That, that's that, I, look, okay. You we're going to try have and any do this. pudding if you don't eat the meat. <laughs> we're going to try and do this with minimal sexual references. So I'm here to tell you to eat the meat, and uh, I, as a point of pride, and so I don't know some kind of dominance standard. So I shall begin by promoting something on LotusEars.com. This being understanding Europe. Because, um, well, we'll get back to them. It's run by lunatics. Whole other question. But I saw this news, which was that just 12% of Americans, mostly men, are eating half of our beef supplies. There's new research. Good lads. Yes. Carl had a very good response, which is, well done, gentlemen. And, um, well, considering he approves, I have organized something rather special, which... Uh, are we have... getting into this straight away? I have here a uh, Soviet pocket watch, which I will now time, because the burger goblin... Local here. man has arrived. The local man has brought us some McDonald's burgers, these cheeseburgers here. I am really regretting this. And already. for some stupid reason, Harry over here very kindly agreed to uh, be my guinea pig. I was very tired this morning when he <laughs> asked me. I hadn't had coffee yet, and I didn't think about it. But thank you, local man. You are you are a hero. We need America. <laughs> well, of course, this is about Americans and your and your love of bubgers. So, all right, all right. We were going to do hot dogs, but I thought this was more fun. So over there, we have, I believe, a uh, nice stack of McDonald's cheeseburgers that have been microwaved. So that's what have I agreed to do. <laughs> and uh, we have a world record set for, I believe, five burgers in 60 seconds. So your time starts in five, 
Uh, I'm using this, so if it's not exactly 60, I don't All right, okay, okay. Three, two, one. There we are. Now, as Harry is doing that, we're going to realize what he can do. But the thing is, I, I'm also just going to present the segment, because why not? And I do love men who eat the meat. Again, that just sounds bad. But this man here, for example, uh, beard meets food. Don't laugh. You haven't got much time. <laughs> yeah, they're weirdly dry. But people who don't know, just some YouTube recommendations. Um, beard meets food is just a great guy. Goes out and eats a lot of food. Yeah, you should really have got the war open. That might give you a little bit more time if you need it. But that won't be the world record. Anyway, but he's also uh, got my personal favorites, where he sits there and eats massive fry-ups, because I just love fry-ups, and you can, you can taste it whilst you're watching him, which is good fun. I don't know if at home you can taste the McDonald's cheeseburger. Why do I feel like I'm dying? <laughs> but he sure can. <laughs> so do go and enjoy that, which um, also bumps up the numbers. I, I'd love to see by next year, 15% of us are eating 50% of the meat, which would be jolly good fun. But of course, this is not just about good memes, although your time is up. How did you get on? You don't even finish one? <laughs> There's a six season. <laughs> the world record's five. <laughs> You didn't even do what? Was... <laughs> no, we're not trying again, John. No, no. All right. Yeah. I've got my headphone out, so I can't. I, I think um, I think we're a bit ambitious here. No. Yeah. How many are there? Is it five, six, seven? Four, that was five, eight. Six, seven. Yeah. All right. Give us one. Give <laughs> me the frisbee. No, no. I'd actually don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, Trying not to eat into the mic. But... I don't want this either. Now that I look at it. No, I don't want a second one. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. We we uh, like clinky glasses. Oh, right, right, right. Cheers. To, to, um, to America. Oh, say can you see. Yeah, we are. Well, how to sound like a foreigner. But the point being... I, I, I've got to say, I'm sorry to everybody out there for my terrible performance. I was hoping to at least get two in, but no, that's actually really difficult to try and eat a dry burger very quickly. Yeah, I had to be microwaved as well, so very sorry about that. But the point being the beef, that's the important thing about all this, mm. which is it's not just funny memes, but actually there's a political point, of course, because we're all well aware of the WEF who won't shut up, as you see here, eating lots of meat is bad for the environment, blah, 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 blah. And uh, then they go on. Simplest way to convince people to eat less meats. Another one, you'll be eating replacement meats within 20 years. Booger oh, off. Our taste for meat is endangering the planet. Oh, is it? Oh, oh, terrible. Anyway, but the point I being... I think I just lost my appetite. <laughs> what, from me licking some beef? Uh, nah, I haven't. Uh, you got plenty more. I, I didn't eat before this specifically to make sure. Yeah, I was kind of expecting I, two. I was expecting <laughs> two as well. I've let, I've let the side down. Guys, I'm so sorry. I got my old fancy Soviet pocket watch out from Russia as well. I think this is, this is content that the people have been asking for the whole time. I also just want to show up. You know, maybe them. maybe hot dogs actually would have been more achievable. But then again, when you've got the bread involved as well, the bread really does slow you down. You've got to, just a whole side note about competitive eating, you've, you've got to like dip it in water, essentially. I was going to talk about the hot dog eating stuff, but frankly, the pictures are just too gross. Because it, uh, once you see a man dip his bread in water and then shove it in his mouth, it just looks wrong. <laughs> water dripping around the bread, it's disgusting. Yeah, just give us another uh, uh, visual indicator of that. What? Just motion for it? Again? No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> That's another reason we should have chose hot dogs. You would have looked gay. Anyway. <laughs> but the point being, it's not just the WEF. I mean, everyone, I'm sure, is well aware that the WEF won't shut up about how you need to stop eating beef because it's, it's terrible. You need to, you're killing the planet with your consumption, which is why also it is rather funny that the stat was it's basically just men yet also, again. I'm sorry, I'm just going to sit here and eat one or two oh, more because I'm really hungry right now. He didn't eat lunch. He's you know, well-deserved. So, but my... um. I, there is something wonderful about I mean, I'm sure you'll agree, 
you just nod or shake your head from now on. The, it is funny whenever you like read about um, these weird laws of society where, for example, like a small proportion of men make up all the criminals and also make up all the people who make all the wealth in society or etc. Like these, these weird changes. I do love the principle, probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it must be the same thing again. It's just like 17% of the population of America, mainly men, are just scoffing all the meat. I just, there's something to be proud about that in a misogynistic manner. But all of the things. We need that number to be lower. <laughs> we need it to be 1% eating half the meat. Just us. And it needs to be me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're not even American, but. Well, try at home. I try can be. Join the Harry fan club. But the, the thing being that this, of course, is like kind of stupid in the sense that we see the WEF saying it and we kind of ignore them, although they have a ridiculous amount of power. Don't get me wrong. Stupid lobbying group of billionaires. But of course, this is leaked into mainstream discourse. I mean, you can see this in 2019, for example, in which the Dems were sincerely debating leading up to the presidential election. Should we ban beef? You ate those fries earlier, didn't you? Yeah. Damn. Oh, you want the fries? No, I think I'll be all right with the beef. All right. <laughs> oh, you greedy bastard. You got plenty of books. <laughs> but they are kind of flavorless. You know what the worst part is? I mean, look at this. I mean, they, Harry is lovely, but he does eat like a child. He didn't want the pickles. He didn't want the onions. Yeah. So Pickles just... are gross. Onions are gross. Yeah, okay. Yep. Go eat your fish fingers. And I'm not a big <laughs> mustard fan. Whatever. I might eat some fish fingers later, actually. Thank you. It, enjoy. I, 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 actually, I was thinking... It's not honest... passive-aggressive. Sincerely, I like fish fingers, o- too. Honestly, I've got some burgers at home that I was planning on, because I didn't think this was what I was going to be doing for my day. So I thought, oh, great. I'll go home, fry myself up some lovely burgers at home, make them how I like. And now I don't think I will. You didn't look at the schedule and be like, I'm working with Callum. It's going to be something. Oh, I'm going to be eating <laughs> too many burgers for some reason. But sincerely, I mean, like here, this debate was real. And you can see CNN whining about, uh, whining about this. Where they're like, oh, look, the Dems have to talk about the climate crisis. Take this seriously. But of course, most normal people hear politicians talking about banning beef and just go, you know, S in your hands and clap. I don't care about your weird obsession with trying to make us all eat vegetarian food or bugs or whatever else. It's just non-negotiable. Of all the things, messing with Americans' ability to just grill, I I can't think of anything stupider, but there we are. I mean, they're arguing here, for example, that this is not happening. Trust us. Uh, Cory Booker, for example, says, Booker wants to take away your hamburger. This is the kind of lies and fear-mongering the right-wing spread. I'm sorry, but I've been around enough now that when the Dems sit there and tell us that they're totally not going to do something, they are. This is obviously what they're going to do. And the rhetoric all perfectly lines up. It's not just some fear-mongering. Like, as mentioned, the most powerful lobbying group seemingly in the Western world won't shut up about banning all the meat. Mm. And then you guys, who are basically their puppets, sit there and tell us about how climate change is so bad, we need to change everything in our lives. We can't use technology to fix it. We just have to become cavemen again and not eat beef, for example. But trust us, we're not coming for the bubkas. Of course they're coming for the bubkas. Should I have another one after this? Go for it. Eat the whole thing. I'm not going to eat all of them. Cost me 12 quid. You better read them. <laughs> anyway, but you can see here as well, there was some other reporting at the time, you know, how Democratic candidates deal with the only bipartisan value left, cheeseburgers. <laughs> I mean, sincerely, I do love the Americans for this, their, their special relationship with gamburgers over here. And, um, well, as you can see, the response even by like random websites is just like, hands off the burgers, go to hell. It's, it's a stupid idea. Even Burgers are really nice. Indeed. When done, when done nicely. Not that these are particularly excellent burgers. Or white, but that's the thing. I mean, even if, and if we'd gone for five guys, but five guys are really expensive. I was paying. I'm not paying for five guys. 
This is, your, I, this is I, your idea. And if I become mum, though, where I'm like, we have burgers at home, the burgers at home. We have five guys <laughs> at home, five guys at home is McDonald's. Microwaved. <laughs> But I love as well, there's some weird reporting about this at the time, which uh, the, the GOP did this to us. Look at this. GOP turns culture war on food fight. All we wanted to do was steal their burgers. Yeah. I mean, they decided to fight back. How dare they? Like the Dems are sitting there saying climate change is a very serious issue. Okay, sure, whatever. Uh, therefore, we need to crank down on red meat consumption, specifically burgers. No, that's not the solution. Go, go kill you. Get out of here. And um, you can see here that they turn around and then go, well, why did the GOP accuse us of what we said we would do? Because you said it. I mean, they, they write here, for example, this is a specific instance in which they say there's a false news story claiming Joe Biden wants to ration red meat. Yeah, that's not, that's not what happened, AP. What happened is people making the natural conclusions of the various arguments you make, which is that, hey, you remember, remember how the Dems are run by these guys? And they won't shut up about banning meat because they, they hate meat and want us to be peasants. Yeah, maybe, maybe their puppet might believe in that. Right, Hold on. This is the last one. So I'll finish this and then you can have the plate and you can slowly work your way through some burgers. Um, well, You're going to have to now. Is that the video comments now? Yeah, that's the, during right. comments, yeah. I don't, I don't mind them cold either. So that's, that, that kind of works. Gross. But... You say that my taste is gross. Disgusting. To be honest, I'm not going to like them because there's no pickles, but that's a whole lot of conversation. But they, they say in here, like in between, oh, isn't this a funny, stupid story that conservatives would say this? As more Americans acknowledge the link between food production and climate change, food choices are likely to become increasingly political. Although already in farm states, meat eating has joined abortion, gun control, and transgender rights as an issue that quickly sends partisans into their corners. And, and no, sorry, not partisans, the, the, the average Joe into his corner of bugger off, I want to grill. But also, yeah, there, again... There is, there is like the equivalent on the Democratic side, I imagine, of just a normal guy who wants to grill and he doesn't want you to take his burgers either. Presumably. But I, I love, again, like they, they write in here about how, well, of course, because of climate change, meat is becoming an issue that we need to think about destroying. But why would anyone believe that the GOP... Now my coffee's gone cold as well. Oh, sad. Disaster. But why would anyone believe that the Dems are coming for the meat, except that we just said we would because it's on our agenda? Constantly, every day. It's, it's just stupid. Hey, books are a kind of meat, right? Yeah, I mean, this is why... I mean, you know the whole drinking milk thing became a meme? Like, sincerely eating beef in front of some left-winger... Uh, not the vegans. The vegans are cool, to be honest. I don't actually have a problem with the vegans and whatnot. Because you know how they used to be the most insufferable opinion on yep. the internet? Did they get the message? I think they're uh, long since past. Those people have left. Vegan gains is no more. He's just not relevant. Oh, is he not? I, I don't know. But it's, I don't find them in the, in the works of people who are trying to threaten our meat consumption. The people who are trying to threaten our meat consumption are these freaks. Because they're just like, well, trust me, it changes I'll, I'll the just, weather. I'll, I'll, I'll eat a uh, rare steak and d uh, down a gallon of raw milk in front of a leftist and just watch him squirm. Yeah, and that's a good time. It's also yeah. good for your body. It is very good for you. And, and the other thing is, um, this in the American context is obviously still something that's, ah, ha, imagine if the Dems did this until they will do it in a few years. Let's not be stupid. In the European context, we're here. I mean, specifically in the Netherlands. I mean, this was the reason for the massive rebellion. I mean, this over here, this is a video from, as you can see, Frankly Farming News, and it's just animated news videos about farming for farmers, which... You know, okay, cool. Why would I ever pay attention to that? I'm not a farmer. Good argument. And then you go and check out what they're dealing with. I mean, there was a reason there was such a seismic change in Dutch politics to the point of ousting the government over the farming issue. As you can see here, they're proposing that 30% of all cattle production in the Netherlands be destroyed. That is unbelievable to just turn around and be like, yeah, 30% of the industry needs to go. 
and that's um, very sanitized language as well, because all that means is we just kill 30% of all the cows. And then we and make then all these people bankrupt. And then don't do anything with them, despite the fact that you would at least have a load of meat left over from that. We just don't do anything with it. The other worst part is slightly further in the video. I do recommend people just go and watch this video in general to see just the, the absolute madness that the Europeans are doing. Um, they say that as a result, the goal, like not the uh, situation, but the actual stated goal is to make 55% of farmers leave the industry. So the farming industry will lose 55% of its workforce across the entire European Union. And the reason for that is to, of course, lower the climate emissions. Right. Every, That's the stated reason. Every single historical example that I could ever think of of attacking... What will happen if we get a, rid of half the farmers? Yeah, of attacking <laughs> farmers and the way that they do it, their business in agriculture and in, in cattle farming never ends well. And uh, so if you go and check out this video, he, he does actually explain... Well, that obviously we will end up in a famine because they'll be like, oh, we can just deploy it from Russia. We won't we'll run out. But the uh, real effect is because it's just bureaucracy. Thank you very much. But the bureaucrats have turned up and said, okay, you, Mr. Industry Big Man, you work in factory number 529. You are producing too much CO2 because you're running a factory. You need to offset this. And the way you offset it is by spending money, basically bribes, on uh, buying up farmland. And then you have the farm covered not in food, but instead trees or whatever. And then that offsets your climate emissions. And therefore, on the paper books, you've done nothing. Therefore, the planet is saved. Yes. We have now run out of food, but the planet is saved. Mm. And this is all just the result. We may be starving, but at least we're not boiling. And this is all just the result of, again, bureaucratic incompetence at the level of the supernatural government of the EU turning up and saying, well, the climate, so kill all your cows and become unemployed. No, not Bessie, no. Yeah, like it is actually a sincere issue that the turning around and saying, because of climate, you need to stop eating meat. And to these people, I say, to hell with you, even if it has to be a microwaved burger from McDonald's that I brought several hours ago. Hey, I, I just ate four of them on camera. I've been your performing monkey yeah. for this segment for the past 15 minutes. Thank you very minutes. much. I very much and appreciate I, it. Now I feel like I'm dying. But you can feel pride in that because we will take the pain of eating even the terrible meat just so the meat production stays up despite such people and keep this industry alive if we have to because I'm not living in a world where I cannot eat this crap. Yep. <clears throat> I agree. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm dying just a little bit now. I appreciate and respect all of your conviction with all of this, but eating four McDonald's microwave burgers in a row it's not what it's not how I would describe a good time. Not now that I've done it. <clears throat> yeah, maybe, maybe we get high quality. But um, my point being, as mentioned, I'm just going to eat. This is disgusting to eat next to my microphone. But yeah, I'm once again. I'm sorry that I let everyone down. I was hoping to get two burgers in, but it's you did fine. It's more difficult than you expect. I mean, just try and chew that fair, damn this thing. This is because of the dryness. Yeah. Problem. But sincerely, like, I am actually very pissed off at this idea that within 10 years, they will further and further attack the meat industry. Mm. That you know, our kids won't be able to eat meat the same way we have. That is a worse in life. That is a worse civilization. What the hell would we want to live like that? And this is the other thing about traveling to Russia so much. That I actually, it, why it radicalizes me so? Because every time I come back and there's paper straws or some other bollocks, and then you go back to Russia and they got you know, all the small things that you forget about, plastic bags that haven't got a charge on them, you just get one. 
You know, you get the plastic straw, and guess what? You can still drink your drink 30 minutes no, later, you, and the straw isn't disintegrated. You're saying that, just that, I forgot that was an option. So, I thought that yeah. was something from the past. We've forgotten so much about how much better life is because we keep destroying our quality of life in the name of climate, and instead of just improving life. And I'm, I'm so sick of every solution to every problem in the West being, but how about you had a worse life? And, and this is just the most fundamental. What, how about you don't no, have... It's not just that. It's how about you have a worse life while we import in millions of foreigners so they can have a better life than you? And no. Us, and us millionaires never have to deal with paper straws because, well, we're rich. We don't, it doesn't yeah, matter. Like, I just have my bottle. Like, I've got a gourmet chef on hand at all times. Yeah. Anyway, but um, I suppose we're going to be... Oh, give me a minute. To oh, yeah? Organize my head. Oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, good point. I bug it up. because. Um, <sighs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I think meme-wise, the least no, I've done things. Host, I've, done, <laughs> I've done things in the past that I'm not proud of. I think everybody's done things in the past that, I'm, that they're not proud of. But I feel like just like engorging myself on a load of burgers on camera, despite how hungry I was, might be, might be pretty low. To be honest, I think that's only because you ate one. If you had eaten three or something, you'd feel very proud. So yeah. we, we can do it again some other time if you're up for it. We'll get some more sauce on the burgers. How about hot dogs next time? All right. It'll I'll, be I'll funnier keep... <laughs> and probably easier as well. To the video comments. I'm not sure how clearly you can see this, but this is for Callum. It's a feminist immigration policy, but it was to Australia. Nice. Very base. Did it work? I'd like to read the results. It probably did work. Yeah, I mean, in, in the 50s, we had so many people in the country who just were out of work because all the jobs were taken up that we were just paying paying people like £10 to go to Australia, go live in Australia. So they'd have needed women to go there with them, right? I don't know if you've seen it. You know, you know the suffragettes and all of their uh, all pro-women voting propaganda that they all put out? Have you seen the counter-propaganda from the anti-suffragettes? I, I, uh, someone posted a load of it on Twitter. I'll need to find it and send it to you because it's incredible. It's literally just women going, we don't want the vote. We like our lives how they are. Here's the best reason not to do that. Have you seen how ugly the suffragettes are. Have you seen how hideous these women are? Look at these Wojaks. Yeah, she's li they're, they're literally going, these women are single, childless, hideous, no man wants them, so why wouldn't they want the vote? Well, I, being a proud housewife, would never want to vote. Don't vote for the suffragettes. Isn't that, I forget the, the men's rights activist whose last name is like Struggernaut or something. I always forget what it is. Exactly. I don't know. Oh, someone's going to tell me in the chat. Never mind. Let's move on. Hi guys. Yesterday, the term common sense was brought up in regards to the crime policies being put in place in California, or rather that common sense would dictate that they do the opposite of what they're actually doing. I'm curious, do the Lotus Eaters have an official definition of common sense? I think of it as critical thinking skills filtered through shared knowledge and experience. It also um, used to be called practical knowledge or street smarts. The last few years have led me to believe that if common sense isn't dead, it definitely is not common. I'd mm. like to know what you guys think about that. Thank you for your time. And I definitely agree that common sense, as they say, is not common. My personal definition would basically be the most... It's going to sound quite utilitarian, to be perfectly honest, but my official definition for myself would be the most practical and efficient way of reaching a particular end. So say you want, uh, well, without, uh, whilst hurting the, few amount of, the, the fewest amount of people. So say that you want to clean up crime in the streets of London, for instance. 
Well, you could clean up crime on the streets of London by arresting literally everybody. But that's stupid. That's not going to work. It's not sensible. It's not efficient. And it'll hurt a lot of people. But if you just apply the laws fairly and unchain the police force so that they're not having to use kiddie gloves with particular people from particular backgrounds, then that would be a sensible and efficient and commonsensical to me way of reaching that particular end. I'm not going to have a stab at it because I know I'll butcher it. It's probably something best for Carl, actually. But I, I do know that common sense is... The reason you say it's not common is because it's not found in cities. It's definitely something you find in the countryside people yes. rather than the city people. Yeah, I can, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, the next one. So to assuage Harry's fears about um, fluoride in the toothpaste, you can get a type that still does some good stuff for your teeth. So it's called nanohydroxyapatite. Get that in your toothpaste. Make sure it's the nanotype, not just regular hydroxyapatite. And that's about what 80% of your tooth enamel is made of. If you like this kind of information, I share a lot of biohacking stuff in the Gold Tier Zoom calls too. Oh, that's really interesting, actually. My teeth are a bit buggered, so I'm going to need that. No. Yeah, that, that's good. Yep. All right. Nano, just write it down on your computer. And that's all the video comments. Oh, let's, let's read some of the written comments. People are too, uh, I don't know how the burger thing came across. Well, I guess we'll find out. So first, we've got some, some nice ones to start off with. So Derek Power said, once again, we have the dynamic duo of Callum and Harry. That's right. I bet you missed us. And it's a Friday, too. So what a way to end the week. Yeah. <clears throat> what a way to end the week with Callum eating disgusting, malformed burgers for the sake of owning the libs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> sorry, that doesn't sound stupid to me. That's the, that's the thing. I don't think it's a wrong thing. And also, life hack take off the bottom one because it's just manky breads. Eat some more beef. Yeah, there you go. Blood for the Blood God on our Rumble stream of this donated $200 and said, Here you go, lads. So thank you very much for that, Blood for the Blood God. That's really cool of you. I'm glad that we uh, could inspire that. I hope you feel like you got your money's worth. <laughs> I think we gave the money's worth for this stream. If I got that money, I could buy a hundred more burgers. Uh, what? And then we could eat burgers every episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then people keep donating the money for us to keep eating the burgers. We're going to look like Nick Avocado by the end of oh, that, though. No, let's yeah. not. I mean, we joke about Super Size Me, that documentary where it's like, oh, this guy... <laughs> Massive fatties. <laughs> this guy. You're spoiling the weekend segments. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go on to the comments. Do you want to read some of yours? Sure. Um, so on how can this happen to me? Lord Nervos says, I'm reliably informed that what we're seeing on the southern border is called kids in cages. How could Biden be so cruel? He's literally a despotic dictator for this. Also, welcome back, Callum. We missed you and your zero Fs uh, attitude. Which, um, we missed you as well in the office. Really? Why? Well, I missed you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy this dynamic as well, to be yeah. honest. I, 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 well, fear spoilers on the weekend segments. Like we did, well, I did one that was like political, and then I thought, you know, I'm not that happy about this stuff because it makes me sad. Mm. Whereas, I mean, if we can have more fun whilst making, I think that's a superior way to I agree. work. Uh, Derek Power says, as a resident of the state with a stupid name you don't like, I can assure you that they are here. I can assure you all that they are here. Okay. Oh, I assume he's meant than the migrants? I, I assume he means the particular demographics. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, uh, F's in the chat for um, Derek over there. Good luck. Uh, Le French Carvon Carnivore. Carnivore, there we are. Good man. French word, I don't know. Uh, Rome fell... It's not a French word, is it? And I don't actually know I where the word carnivore comes from. Latin, it looks. Yeah, probably. 
Uh, Rome fell because of its loss of control of immigration. It's a common argument. Yeah. Not quite. Well, do you call barbarian invasions immigration? I suppose the elites would. So, yeah, I, I mean, keep calling the Vikings immigration. It's, so. a form of, <laughs> it's a form of immigration, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Shake Silver says, reminder that uh, DeSantis being so wishy-washy on Trump indictments. Sorry, the burgers. Uh, yeah, see, this is the same problem that I had. We'll bite him in the back once they uh, dem sue him for sending migrants if he ever wins the primary. Uh, I, I'm really out of the loop. I don't know what the hell's been happening with American politics between the, the Trump, DeSantis people. So all I, I, can, I don't have much to say about that. I had a very busy weekend, so I wasn't keeping up to date as much with it. But on Tuesday, I just covered that, you know, Trump's mugshot got released. And for some reason, lots of uh, black guys in ghettos saw his mugshot and went, OMG, he just like me for real. And with that, an interesting reaction. Want to get yourself more in trouble? Let's move on to the ADL comments. Yeah, let's, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Derek Power says, a somewhat silver lining with labeling certain tweets a certain way is that it will be more revealing to what the control freaks are afraid of. Yes, I can understand that. But at the same time, it still means that you're getting censored. So, yeah. Rue the day. According to a leak, Musk is thinking of buying YouTube and rebranding it to X videos. For more information, look up X videos leak. Quick, Callum, Google that for me. No, if you insist. <laughs> Have we got a way of screen sharing over here? No, I'm just going to enjoy myself. <laughs> the letter M is for meat. Mmm. Says, I agree with Harry about Twitter. Branding your things a single letter is very cringeworthy. Yes. Um, that front page is actually not very good. Is it? <laughs> you actually <laughs> looked in right now. Well, you told me to. Stop it and eat your burgers. Baron Von Walk says, We have listened to a song titled Kill the Boer and have determined it's not actually about killing burrs. The people who sing about white genocide don't want to commit genocide. Stop being a bigot. The ADL brain is so big, we mortals simply cannot understand it. It's because we've not gone through our mandatory Holocaust training. If we had, maybe then we'd understand. It's so backwards as well. Like, imagine speaking to a Holocaust survivor and you give them the example of a bunch of people calling for a, a genocide. Like the Nuremberg laws from I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm pretty sure any random Holocaust survivor would be able to point to you and go, yeah, that's, that's like that time that they tried to genocide us. I don't think they'd be confused. Like, you just have to be a scumbag to sit there and be like, wow, this genocide's all right. Like that Noam Chomsky thing where he calls the um, Yugoslav genocide population exchange. For some fucking reason, sorry to swear, but it's just like, I mean, the, the absolute funny, madness. The funny thing with Chomsky is that sometimes he's been very perceptive on things like the U.S. propaganda machine and all of these different things like manufacturing consent. He's actually very perceptive, and as a linguist, he's genuinely very good. But then he will literally just come out, like you say, and just go, "Oh, but this genocide is fine. Don't worry about it." G Gnome, what's going on? What's, I mean, <laughs> seriously, Big Ed says, the ADL has been cancer since their creation. Yes, they have. I was thinking about going into the creation of the ADL and the case, but I thought maybe that would be safer not on the YouTube channel. Maybe maybe do that some other time uh, behind a paywall, perhaps. Uh, but if you are interested and don't know anything about it, just look up the name Leo Frank. Uh, Omar or what? Factory. 
Yeah, yeah, it's not very nice. Omar Awad said, I think it's wholly dishonest to say disavable content that is legal isn't worthy of advertiser money if it still promotes the product and service. Advertising is not equivalent to sponsoring and only has one metric for success, to get viewed by a receptive audience. Anything else is subjective BS. I quite appreciate the sentiment of that statement because, yeah, why should you care if it's on content that you don't like itself? If it's getting loads of eyes on your product, that's all you're after, right? Unless, of course, you have your own political ideals and political ideas that you want to put over your own success. There is an argument for it. Like um, wrestling, for example, used to have a real tough time getting advertisers just because advertisers didn't like wrestling. They don't want to be associated with it. it made no sense because like, who cares? Like, no one thinks you're endorsing wrestling, Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling is fun. Uh, but uh, Sir Thomas Drake says, never forget the ADL was founded to protect the image of a child murdering rapist. So yeah, that's just a bit of a hint of what was going on with that. The French carnivore again says, the ADL interferes with the policies of foreign countries and that's apparently fine with the US political establishment. Now that is power. Yes, they are completely in bed with one another. Your neighborly je- uh, dev, my OBGYN, do you know what that stands for? No. No, d- uh, type it in for me. Told us... It's more pornography. No, <laughs> not not into X videos. Don't type it in there. <laughs> oh, sorry, miscommunication. Yeah. Told us that circumcision at this point is just a choice with no scientific backing as to being necessary as it was pushed in the past. Any secular families really need to reflect on why they continue to do this to, for their children for aesthetic reasons. Religious families should also bury this tradition along with many other barbaric ones that we have discontinued. I absolutely agree right there. Terry Wharton says, removing all of your child's teeth will also prevent them from suffering future dental care. Um, <laughs> uh, um, what's, the, what's the name? Uh, when you've got a problem with your tooth, like a hole in your tooth, cavity. Well, uh, su- uh, suffering future dental cavities and toothache, but we don't do that. Yes, good point. Let's go on to eat the meat and see what people are saying about me eating burgers. The, the acronym uh, was about a type of medicine that Burgers really do feel weird in you, don't they? Yeah. Um, they encompass two specialities about childbirth, pregnancy, and breasts, and blah, blah, blah. So it's a study of such things. All right. Sorry. Accurate. Right. Eats the meat. The letter M is for meat. Wow, that's nice. Uh, love me steak. You missed out. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love me bacon. Love me meat. Simple as. And enjoy it. And um, your kids should have more of it than you had. That's how progress works. Yeah, I've just realized this entire segment will be going on Lotus Eaters out of context, won't it? Or just the whole thing? Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, all right. Arizona Desert Rat says, Warning, you're about to get a whole lot of angry comments about using the American flag as a hat for your American audience. Uh, using a flag as clothing, including a hat is against the flag code. Good job we're not American then? I suppose so. It was also meant to be a cape, as a, but a, whatever. Listen, uh, local man has local ways. Yeah. Non-local people don't understand. It's actually quite bigoted of Americans to criticize local man because he has been here for a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. And is uh, basically he's the one who inspired he will play, Tolkien. He will play his songs of war on the on the <laughs> musical stones. Yeah. Justin B says it is not a good day if you haven't eaten any meat. Yes. Indeed. I I mean I love that. With one hand you'll get told you need to give money to foreign countries because oh don't you know, you know, half the people in the world don't even meet meat once a week. But you shouldn't eat any. Do you ever get that? Well, no, ever get what? Like advertisements for give money to a third world country. Why? Because like, oh, they're they're so poor they can only afford to eat meat once a week. All right. So, but you want me to eat meat no times? 
for the climate. Surely they're living the healthy carbon neutral lifestyle. Yeah. Like, what's the problem? Like this 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 mud hut. So uh, it's very good for the environment. Anyway, Justin B says you're torturing Harry with burgers from McDonald's. You could have at least got some actual food uh, with some actual meat. Uh, but that no. would have been more expensive. To be fair, I, McDonald's UK, terrible when it comes to cakes. But McDonald's UK, when it comes to their basic burgers and fries, um, pretty normal. Like, They're okay. 100% British They're Irish okay, beef. but this was not microwave. Yeah, it's the microwave that sort of killed these things. It's cremated but it. The, um, the fries here, for example, for Americans who don't know, like your fries have nine ingredients. Try and list nine ingredients for French fries. French fries in the UK, McDonald's, have three ingredients. Potatoes, salt, oil. Now try and figure out the How other did, five where, the Americans have. Where's the other six coming from if it's nine? Yeah, it's, uh, some of them are colorings to make the color look more yellow. What? Because American French fries are not just, they can't just be normal potatoes. They need to be specially yellowed potatoes. So I'm right. I already feel a little bit some like, extra uneasy, and but that's stomach. the thing. We don't we don't have them, so you can rest. Yeah, don't don't keep telling me about these things. Uh, Joe Schmo says, "As an American, I approve the segment." Well, thank you very much. Good. Uh, Andrew Narok says, "A decent effort, Harry. Our odds were stacked against you with the microwave McDonald's. Yeah, and great recommendations with Beard Meets Food. Uh, favorite channel of mine. Oh, lovely. Good channel. Wholesome guy." HR Slave says, I have got great sense of schadenfreude this year from making bank short selling Beyond Meat stonks this year. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Beyond Meat's been going down recently, actually, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, so, um, salutes in the chat for HR Slave. You've been doing yeah. a good job. Good on you, man. On uh, the only thing better than a good steak is profiting off the failure of vegans. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind the vegetarians. I, I think they're fine. I think the time for them being dismissed and hated is probably largely over. The vegans are a bit weird still. So. Oh, wait, because earlier you said it was the vegans that you were over. Did you mean the vegetarian? I meant the vegetarian. Oh, all right, okay. But you don't want to eat meat because you think it's much Cool, whatever. But, you know, I can see the reason. Leave me to eat my meat. Yeah, the whole vegan thing where it's like, I don't even want to... Raping a cow? Oh, come on. You've never been near a cow if you think it's raping. Like, yeah. Uh, Dogenese Nuts says, Harry, your mistake was not doubling up the patties and discarding the excess bread. Wouldn't have been sincere, though, if you didn't eat. I mean, it's supposed to be a burger. A burger is the two pieces of bread with some meat and other things filling a sandwich between it. You know Kim Jong-il says that he invented the hamburger? <laughs> didn't Kim Jong-un say the same thing? No, no, no. no he's... Oh, this is a new thing from Kim Jong-il. Kim Jong-il when he was alive. He's Kim Jong... No. The middle one. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, the one in charge now didn't invent the hamburger. He's so. Uh, no, no, no. It's because his dad invented the hamburger why he's so fat. He's not fat. Perfectly. He's perfectly rotund. I can't say anymore. Uh, good gusto, but the technique is two out of 10 for burgers. So. Yeah. I don't think he's. I think I, I, think I let a few people down out there. Um, I suppose I'm out of time. Um, but I, I do find these funny. So I'll try and find the funniest one, I suppose, to end it off with. Um, well, this isn't funny, but it's just I, I like it. Uh, Michael says, I raise my own chicken, so I will have eggs and meat. Lovely. They also eat every bug around and give me lots of fertilizer. Excellent. Sincerely, I did, I, I'm not really sure what the downside to having your own chicken farm is. I think the only Risk problem, of foxes? Yeah, risk of foxes is the only thing that I could think of. For unlimited free eggs? Uh, John's pointed out that they wake you up really early every morning, but I don't really mind that. As I mean, long as you go to sleep early enough, that's fine. I, I'd been doing this thing because I had... Sorry, I'm running over. But no, that's I, fine. I ever heard um, that apparently it's best to wake up to the sunrise. Like, just use the light to wake you up. 
So I sleep every day now with the windows open mm. completely. It actually and does help. Sincerely, I feel so much better waking up since I've started doing that. And I turn off my alarm when I wake up because it's going 30 minutes later than I've actually woken up. Um, so yeah, then waking up early wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, just make sure you go to bed early enough. And to be honest, that's good to help you get into a positive cycle with your habits and how you structure your day. Plus, the, the chicken. He'll live in the pod. He'll eat the bugs whilst you enjoy yourself. There you go. So anyway, that's a note to end on. Um, I don't know what this was. Bye.